I'm Brandon Reed, and you're listening to Real Estate for the Rest of Us, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the world of real estate investing. I want to cut through all the industry jargon and instead serve up actionable and unintimidating information that you can use in your own real estate journey. I interview real estate professionals, and we talk about their real-life experiences. It's real simple. Now let's get into the show. In today's episode, I talk with Al Nicoletti. After years in the probate real estate market, Al has learned how to navigate these waters that many of us find too intimidating to wade into. He approaches each new transaction as a puzzle, working with investors and heirs in order to find the quickest and most profitable resolution possible for everyone. Most anyone who has spent any amount of time learning the real estate investing world has heard of the probate strategy. But much of the time, people are hesitant to get involved because they don't even know where to start. And the value of having someone like Al on your team is that he can help answer those open questions and break down the next steps so that a property that you may have not looked a second time at becomes a profitable transaction for all parties involved. Al does a fantastic job in this episode to touch on some of those big, daunting questions and help make sense of a world that most of us know very little about. I hope that in this interview, you find practical insights that you can learn from or directly apply as you continue on your own journey in real estate. And now here's my conversation with Al. All right, guys. Hello. And uh, we have Al Nicoletti with us today. Al, how are you? Brandon, I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Doing really good. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we were just mentioning that um, uh, you're an attorney and that we haven't had an attorney yet on the show talk about specifically probate, which is what we're going to dig into today. So I'm really, I'm really excited. And this will be a huge value add for my listeners. So you taking the time is just greatly appreciated. Um, so yeah, let's dig right in now. Let's talk first about just kind of a little, let's touch on your background on how you got involved in real estate in general um, and kind of what your journeys looked like so far. Yeah. So uh, real estate was when I first started and, and I was in school and everything was not even on my radar. Um, actually, I started out, I was a musician, played violin for 15 years. I got the violin back up there. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got it up in the studio and, and it was really music for a long time. And I was doing classical music. I think when I was going into college and I was playing at the University of Miami, I wanted to get more into like the blues and the jazz stuff, but the program wasn't geared to that. It was more classical. And and I think at the time I was like, you know, music's not going to really take it to the next level for me. Like I, I, I loved it because it was, it was great. It was community, right? We had a great sure. community. We were always in the symphonies and orchestras together and we were all friends and we can play and have fun. But it was never going to take that thing for me to the next level. So it was at that point in college. I'm like, I got to decide where I'm going. So I I don't know. Drastically, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go into law. Right. <laughs> I'm going to for some reason, I'm going to do be a lawyer. I'm going to take <laughs> my music background. I'm going to take my personality and somehow bring it to law, maybe do entertainment law. Um, and so I was so driven on entertainment law, entertainment law and I was in law school and I was realizing in in law school that entertainment law was like this. It was like a super, super Mm -hmm. tight niche. And to get into that, was like really, really hard. You got to really know people that know people that know people. Yeah. So um, it wasn't that that kind of shied me away. It just I think it was the the niche was just so tight and I don't know how much room there really was for growth. So I kept going. I didn't have anything on my radar yet. Passed the bar. 
And I think it was right around then when I was like, hmm, maybe real estate could be interesting. I found it a fascinating topic. Took a job. Uh, first thing out of, out of school, I had an old mentor of mine, Dennis, who, who was like, you know what? I, I want you to come uh, you know, work for me, shadow me. Um, I played in the in a quartet with his son oh, awesome. uh, when we were in we were in school. So it was kind of like a, a great connection there. And he was like, I'll take you under my wing, I'll show you around. At the time, we were doing foreclosures. Foreclosures was uh, big still because it was still at the end of the 08 period. Okay. And so naturally, when we were doing the foreclosure defense, we were finding that not only were people alive, uh, but people were also deceased and we found probate situations. So it was kind of like a mix of the two. We found both kind of getting involved. So I was dabbling a little bit in the foreclosure defense, found myself a little bit in like the probate world. But it really wasn't until I had one of my best friends come down and visit me in Miami for a weekend. And he's like, he's like, I, I got something to point out to you. It's like, do you realize how many properties are sitting in Florida right now, have never been touched, have never gone through probate, are just waiting and just sitting there and no, nothing's happened? And and I don't know if you're thinking the same thing right now, but at the time I'm thinking, what in the world is yeah. he talking about? Like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. I didn't understand. I'm the type that I got to get in it, get down in it, get dirty with it and figure it out. So a year went by, he comes back down. I think it was for the Miami Duke game. There was a big game that weekend. Nice. And before he leaves, he's like, so what did you find out? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, did you, did you find out and realize how many properties are out there? It really clicked after that, Brandon, that there are just so many properties, real estate in Florida, just sitting there. A probate, the property is sitting there. Probate has never been done. The heirs are still holding on to that property. They cannot sell it without going through that court process here in Florida. Mm -hmm. And any, probably any attorney they've gone to was probably asking upfront money. And I'm talking thousands, thousands of properties all over Florida. So it was then when the light bulb went on, you know, getting all the Excel spreadsheets out. I'm like, you know, we can make a system out of this. And it became, hey, you know, Brandon, do you realize how many properties? Hey, uh, this one, that one, this one, that one. And at the time, it still wasn't sticking with other people. And um, fortunately, I ended up getting a job up here um, in Jacksonville, um, they needed an attorney. My best friend, he's like, you know, they need an attorney to come up here, but also, you know, work with the firm to get, get their uh, systems going. And I decided to take that niche, brought it up here to Jacksonville, and I projected it on stages. I projected it in, in presentations. And that is how it really took off where I offered a service. I offered an ability where investors don't have to stall their deals because of money being paid up front on a probate or probate being uh, for taking forever. We, I created that system. We created that whole system that was fast, efficient, waited till closing to get paid. And the thing spread like wildfire, Brandon. So when you ask, how did we all get here? That ride from music to law to not even knowing what in law I'm going to do to all of a sudden this whole probate thing has just blown up tremendously. And it's been unbelievable three years in on the hard drive of going deep, deep, deep in the niche. It's blown up. 
It, it, that's so interesting, Al. I mean, that's um, really neat how you had, I just, I hear this really often on the show that somebody had a mentor, someone that had been doing it and said, kind of come alongside me, let me teach you what I'm doing. And then someone who was able to take that and what they learned and go, you know, branch off and do it on their own. Now you went up to Jacksonville, you start, you, you so in order to be successful in Jacksonville, you were able to kind of get that experience with your mentor um, in, in where did you say Miami? Yeah, just started in Miami, was really okay. getting into like all the pleadings, the filings, you know, getting my feet wet in court. And, um, you know, when you when you see stuff with law for the first time, you're like, what in the world is going yeah, on here? Right. right. So, yeah. yeah, started started in like the craziest probably area you can start. Yeah. Very interesting. So, I mean, when you ha- you you branched off just after a, a couple years there and went into another firm and set there, I mean, set that up for them there, that that's pretty quick. That's very intimidating. Was that something that was, did you feel like you were just weighing over your head and drinking from a fire hose at that point? Or did you feel really equipped to go in there and do something after those years under your mentor? So, you know, when I went there, I had the idea. I think, I think it was just like the ideas in the center and I was kind of circling around the idea and I had to really figure out how to like really make that light bulb just burst on. Mm -hmm. And I think that happened for probably like six months and I was there, I was working, but I had the idea. It was like, sound really good. It's a really good idea, but everybody has a great idea. It's all about the execution of that idea. Mm -hmm. And so that, that, that execution or that lack of execution was driving me to figure out the puzzle. So it was like, I was trying to figure out a marketing puzzle of like what works. So I tried this, I tried email blast. I tried, I tried reaching out I tried this, tried that. But what, what it really took off, it was that speaking. So yeah, it was crazy. Like I bring this idea, but you know, when did it really hit, man, it took, it, it, it took a while, Yeah, but then it exploded. Awesome. And so um, you know, you you mentioned that uh, something that, of course, was very much a, a a game changer for you to understand, and I'm sure it would be for a lot of people that there are just properties just sitting there. You know, I, I know very little about probate. Of course, know of probate, like as you learn about real estate and you start getting involved, you um, you hear that that's an, a strategy and an approach you can take. Um, and I know it has something to do with yeah, heirs get these properties and they don't know what to do with them. Uh, from an investor standpoint, it's like oh hey, you could go get those properties and take that off their hands because they don't want to deal with it. But as you're you know you're looking at um, from from a standpoint of that those properties are sitting there and that they can't they I didn't I I guess I didn't know that they're sitting there and unable to be to to sell until you take it through a court process. And that court process can be very expensive. And so that makes total sense. If people didn't want the property in the first place, it's sitting there. They're not going to spend thousands of dollars just to, so it's just sitting there vacant. That's so fascinating. So tell me how you get to those properties. How do you find those people? Like you said, you were trying mailing, you were trying, but how do you even find the list to reach out? So I wasn't myself getting into mailing and direct marketing, okay. but it was the idea of, of people like you or, or, okay. or the realtors okay. that were finding those situations. Okay. So the, the best way that people find them are like in Florida, you got the tax delinquent lists. Uh, so somebody uh, maybe hasn't paid, forgot to pay, but here you go. It's up. It's, it's on a tax delinquent list because the property could be distressed and they're deceased. Okay. Yeah. Um, or it's about to go to a tax deed sale. Those are ultimate calls to action in Florida because a tax deed sale, nothing can stop that. It's not like a motion or anything before a court. Like the only way to get that tax deed sale off that block are the back taxes 
all being paid plus interest. So the ultimate call to action for those heirs is like, you know, you want to sell that property. You got to go, go through probate. I'm not, you're, you're the investor. You're, you're thinking, Brandon, I'm not going to pay those back yeah, taxes right. and have no assurances. I'm not under contract with you. So the ultimate call to action is you're going to lose your house unless this is, this is done. Um, another one is like the, the foreclosure auctions, the pre foreclosures, same situation. Like I found in Miami, somebody owned that property and either they're alive or they're deceased. They forgot to pay. They can't pay their dad. And so you find those situations there a lot the most. But also some creative ones we've seen are like the code violations, the nuisance violations. Um, you know, the only reason the grass, like the the small grass, is has grown uh, to you know thirty feet is uh, because somebody's probably not living there, or they're deceased, yeah. or they abandoned it. No doubt, they may have abandoned it. They may have been alive at the time they left, but now nobody can find them, and they're dead. Mm-hmm. So. You have these like niche areas like the inheritance leads and all these other leads out there that you may find it. Maybe fire damaged. Who knows? The thing may have been uh, uh, gone through a fire, a, a bad fire. Now it's totally damaged. People left it, abandoned it. Maybe they're dead. So like all of these, with the, the water not being on, utility stuff, crazy stuff. So reason the water's not on is because maybe nobody can pay it. They're dead. Yeah, very interesting. So, um, what what does that look like for you then? Okay, so uh, I'm an investor. I look and I find through whatever list or however I get to them and say, hey, these these properties are abandoned, and I believe that the property is now with an heir and is just sitting there, not not able to be sold. I reach out to that person. They say, yeah, I would love to get this off my hands. How can you help? At that point, do then I call you in? Do they call you in? How do you step into that? So I get into it is, is we, we talk about it. We figure out what's the puzzle, what's going on. Are they the only one? Is it like seven of them, eight of them, you know, how wacky and crazy is it going to be? Like, is it, is it a a piece of land where you're getting an assignment fee of $5,000, but it's like five probates. Cause at that point we'd be like, let's run for the Hills. Like there's no room in that deal. (laughs) Right. right. Uh, right? You know, or is it going to be a $200,000 property? You're assigning it for a hundred grand and now you got six probates and now you're thinking, you know what? It's going to be worth it. You're making something. I get paid on my end. So you have to figure out, is the deal worth it? You got to figure out what is what is the deal? What's it look like to you? Have you gone to the house? Have you gone to the land? Is it worth it? And then after that, they that seller heir would have to be the one that if they're interested in what I do and my services, they would have to get in touch with me and say, hey, we got to do this whole probate thing. What do you need? How do I get it to you? Brandon was like saying, hey, I got to get in touch with you. Um, And then we figure out the puzzle, right? Because as I tell people in seminars and webinars and all these conferences is at the end of the day, Brandon, it is really another real estate transaction, but with a puzzle. That's probate is a puzzle. You got to figure out who's involved, what's happening, how many probates are involved, and then we can figure out where we go, how long, what county is it, all of the logistics that have to take place. And then we execute. We figure out fees, costs, timing, the paperwork we need. And you know what you're doing the whole time? You're thinking, what what does title need? Have I done my inspections? Am I assigning this out or am I doing any kind of financing? Um, and really, you're just sitting back waiting. You know, you make sure you lock it up with the right people, the right heirs. 
And boom, real estate transaction, puzzle, we got it. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So, I mean, you said something there that um, that I want to press a little bit more into. You said that uh, something about assigning it, assigning the property. What do you mean by that? So let's just say you as a wholesaler, you're you're buying that property and you're going under contract with the heirs but you're not intending to keep that land or that house. Okay. And you do, you, you're assigning that contract. Uh, assigning out. the contract. Got it. Okay. Right. You're doing that. But it may be different where you are in Florida. They, they, a lot of the investors, we, you know, use loosely use those terms of like assignment and uh, transfer out. So, um, but the idea is that you got to see if there's enough money in the deal for what you're trying to do. If you're trying to buy that land and keep it, and there's still that enough juice in that deal. Well, mm-hmm. hey, it's worth it. But if you're trying to make some coin off of it and the the deal's tight and there's a lot of probates involved, sure. may not be worth it. Yeah, for sure. So let me let me press into a little bit of an area that I know when <clears throat> excuse me, when people are looking into real estate and learning um, about it and they're trying to figure out kind of what, what their niche is, what their interest is, what area maybe their specific neighborhood or, or county or whatever would be most effective. Um, and they look at probate. I know that obviously one of the areas that's dip- most difficult about probate is people hear death. They hear, um, well, I don't even want to get near that. That sounds really intimidating. That sounds like it, <clears throat> dealing with people that have that are deceased or heirs of people that are grieving. That just sounds like a really, really difficult area. How do you tow that line? How do you balance that out? I mean, how you obviously there has to be a level of sensitivity there. You're dealing with people who have lost someone maybe years ago, maybe very recently. How do you do that, Al? How do you step into that in a way that, of course, everybody's trying to make money, um, but but also you have to be very sensitive. So how do you do that? You know, it's it's a tough balancing act. And I could say that I've seen both ends of it. I've seen where the death was 30 years ago mm-hmm. and they're just like, how do we get this thing mm-hmm. done? Like, you know, no question. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was something recently where, I mean, it was two weeks ago. The death mm-hmm. was two weeks ago and it was really sad. And on my end, it helps to hear those things on both ends because sure. then I know I know next time the reaction level and I kind of I can pick out where we go from there. But the one thing I can tell you that seems to be the common force behind how you get through all of it, whether two weeks ago or 30, is you being confident and having direction and a game plan. And I know that sounds very like, you know, the real estate world action steps, all this action step, but it's true because if you're able to say, look, we got this, we can get through it. Here's what I need. And you redirect the focus to, I, I get it. It's, it's, you know, but this is, this is the next step moving forward. And it's, and when you can help people move forward and tell them what they need to do in a, in a hard time, you help them focus. They're, they're, they're thinking about what they're going through, but you can help direct that focus and channel that energy to, we got to get this thing done. You reached out to me, right? They reached out to you, Brandon. They're obviously interested in doing something. You just got to help them direct, direct them there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if you, so me as an investor, I reach out, I get somebody who <clears throat> reaches back out and says, yeah, I'm interested in, in, 
in doing this, let's get rid of this property. Um, how do I then involve you as the investor? I'm assuming I'm doing that, or do I have to direct then the the heirs or the people who who the property who they have it now? They reach out to you. How do we involve you? How do we best partner with you? And then my second question to that is um, what's most helpful for you? I mean, my audience, they're investors and and they I, I want them to kind of be equipped with, here's the best information to bring. Here's maybe even documents you need to have. Here's the ducks you need to have in a row so that my first conversation with you or first few can be helpful. So I would say the best way I get involved is you find these properties. You're, you're, you've done your mailers, your cold call, your marketing strategy. Maybe it's social media ads, PPC, I don't know. However you find them, right? Um, and then they get in touch with you. And really the first kind of questions you're asking is, uh, what state are you in? I'm really only in Florida. So I'm, I'm only in Florida. Um, but if you find out the properties in Florida, you're asking, is it in probate already in court? Or is it not? Have you never even done it? Not even started with it. And that's where I come in where it hasn't been done. Nothing's been open. Nothing's been filed. Really, that's where it really comes into play. And then you're saying, look, I know in Florida, if that person owned that property, because going back to basics, the person owned that property and they're deceased. There's nobody else on that title, no no special magic language. It was that person, they died. For you to sell that property, seller, heir, there's going to have to be a probate. And that means you got to get with Al. Al can help facilitate the probate. And what's great about what I could do, Brandon, is I can wait until the closing for payment for attorney's fees. I can wait until the end to get paid, getting it done efficiently. And here's a great part even for you to figure out with the seller and heir. It's always up to you about this. You can pay those attorney's fees and costs for them. So if so, if that's a deal breaker of, oh, uh, they're like, uh, even, even if I can wait until closing, we get this all the time. Yeah. How can we wait until closing? Well, I still don't want to have to pay for those, right? Come yeah. off the top. You can even approach it with, don't worry. Mm-hmm. We, as the investor, can help pay those for you. We just need to know that up front so you make your agreement. Yeah. So no matter what, they got to get in touch with me. They got to, if they're interested, they get in touch with me so we can all figure out what's going on the whole puzzle. Um, and then I would say for the investors out there, the real estate professionals, it, it, anybody really that's going through these real estate adventures with probate, title is a very big component to it. And the reason I say that is you'll find properties that somebody may have bought a year ago and then they died and and the deed's on record. But then you have situations where the person, the last time they bought that property was 1939 and there's no deed. And, (laughs) and, And maybe if there's a deed, there's like five deeds you can't see. And so you think you think it's one person. So I just had this in Miami. We just got the probate done yesterday. Like I'm so excited to actually tell the story. Like this is a great example where the investor found an amazing piece of property before a tax deed sale. And and they they looked on the property appraiser because they were like, hey, you, you got to get in touch with Al. You got to call Al. And, and they got in touch with me. The investor was like, hey, uh, we looked at the property appraiser and there's one person. So we we just we just need them. And I looked at the property appraiser and I was like, last deed, 1958. And I'm like, there's no way it's just one person. And when we I told them, go pull title. They pull title, eight people on title. 
eight people there. <laughs> six of them are deceased. Yeah. And Crazy. and when I eventually talked to one of the heirs' husbands, he said that they went to like five to six different lawyers, wow. and none of them could figure it out. None of them oh could do gosh. it. And we just completed the sixth probate in less than five months and are getting that whole property sold. I can't even imagine what the uh, investor is making off of it. But the key there of the paperwork is the investor understanding, look, property appraisers and tax collectors, they're not the most accurate people out there. Right. You got to pull title, get to the source. What does title insurance need to close the deal? And working with the right lenders, working with the right professionals, making sure you have your contract all ready to go, that you've locked it up with all the heirs, super important. Really, that's it. And being in good communication, not not being in a super hurry like every day, like, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? You know, that gets that gets nowhere. Um, It's being patient and doing solid follow up. And having a good acquisition team is the real key to it as well. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, well, man, that's super interesting. Congratulations on the most recent deal, man. That's that's crazy, and that's it's always neat to know. That's like um, when you hear uh, we went to all these different attorneys and they couldn't figure it out, and then you're able to get to the bottom of it, figure it out, and and close the deal. That's neat. And you know what they the uh, the heir's husband. He said that he went to one or two of the title companies that had lawyers in it. And each time, I thought this was really interesting. Each time the lawyers were like, oh, yeah, we could do this. Yeah, we got this. We got this. And like silence for about Uh two and a half months. And he follows up. He goes, what's the progress? And they're like, well, I don't know if we could really do this. Uh And it's like, why did you even say anything in the first place? Either you can do it or you can't do it. Like pick. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh man. And so let me, let me, I should have done this. I should have done this like at the beginning of the episode, but help break down what probate is. When you say that this property hasn't even gone through probate, break that down, even at the highest level for us of like what that means. Somebody owned real estate and there could be other bank accounts and stuff that we won't even get into, but for real estate, somebody owned that real estate. It's in their name. They owned it. They died. Now there's heirs, whether there's a will or no will, there are true heirs. And for those heirs, always, whether it's defined in a will or it's just their relate the next of kin. Yeah, that's a great question, too. Is like, is there always an heir? There's somebody out there. Okay. Okay. Um, we could get into genealogist stuff too. It gets gets really deep. Go down one line, there's nobody. Uh Go down the other line, there's somebody. Yeah. Um, but the, the basic is there's true heirs out there somewhere. Okay. And in order for them to get title to the property, in order for them to convey it or transfer it properly or to get a refinance or to sell the property, there needs to be in Florida a probate, the court process, shifting the title to those true heirs. And that's what probate is doing, moving title from what the deceased had to those heirs. So okay. now they have authority to sell it to you, Brandon. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Okay. So they need title in order to sell it, but you can't get to, they can't get title until you go through the probate process, which is the process of getting the title to them from whoever. You it got was. it. Okay. Interesting. So when you say there's six on, does that just mean you have to, 
that there was essentially six times that it would have transferred hands. So you have to go through each one of those and transfer the title down all the way to the most recent error. Are you talking about the the one that I just had? Yeah, yeah. Or anytime there's multiple multiple times you have to go through probate. What is what does that mean? When it's like, oh man, there's five or six or four whatever names on here, and we got to get to. Do you just go through that process each time for each one of those people? Great question. And and the answer is, it's all about where did it start? Where was the root? Okay. Who who did it all root from? And did anybody post-deceased after? And if they post-deceased, each person that post-deceased needs a probate. And anybody in their probate that post-deceased needs a probate. So like you said, it goes one, two, three. Post-deceased needs it. But the weird thing in Florida is when a person uh, from the root, if anybody has pre-deceased, it doesn't that doesn't need another probate. It just drops down to their uh, children, their lineal descendants. Well, so pre yeah, pre-deceased. I, I think I understand what post-deceased would mean, but what does that mean? Pre. Pre means they died before that person that owned that property or before that person that the probate is being done for. Ah, uh, right. Okay. And when that happens, when they pre-deceased, they die before okay. their interest does not need to have a, another probate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's crazy. So like yeah. the one in Miami, it was like five or six people all post-deceased. Mm. Um, and there was one probate that was already done in the 90s. It was really, really, really weird. It was like yeah. that one was done, but all the others weren't. It was strange. <laughs> Oh man, wow, that's that's very interesting and I can see why having somebody like you said Al that you had early on walk you through what that looks like and maybe some of the complexities of some of those more um convoluted de- uh, deals and transactions how that would just be so helpful cuz man it's just it's an absolute web it looks like in some ways. Some I'm sure are very straightforward and then there's others where like you said someone brings you a very complicated puzzle and how you can actually work through that and and solve the problem for people has got to be very complicated sometimes. And then it could be really easy, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the whole thing that a lot of people, a lot of investors were skeptical about sure. when I started speaking and, and presenting at conferences and all these presentations was there's like no way, right. no way right. Al can get this done in two to four weeks in, in Jacksonville. There, there's no way. But when it started happening, when it, when all of a sudden they go under contract with five heirs and all of a sudden I call them two weeks later, I'm like, hey man, we're done. What? Mm -hmm. You know, it became like a no, because their last deal took 12 months Mm -hmm. and they swore to never do a probate ever again. Now, everybody's like, how do we do probate? How do we get in? How do we get into probate now? It's like, (laughs) I love it because that's the reaction of what it's done. Right, right. Well, take me through just even at a 10,000 foot level, how you do that. I mean, how do you differentiate yourself and do things quicker um, than every other deal that other investors have done when they bring to you? Speed, efficiency, and it's an experience of knowing what each county wants based off my experience from okay. doing them in every county. And it's it's more like compartmentalizing, like this county needs this. We got to get this all up front and strategizing and being proactive about, okay, they need this wet sign. We got to get this out, FedEx, prepaid label back and being efficient with the system, electronic stuff, getting things out through email, having all of their contact. And it's the, it's the initial intake that is the most important, right? Is, is laying an expectation of this is how long I think it's going to be. This is what I need from you. 
If you don't, if you can't get this to me, I can't help you. I just had another deal. This is a great, another great one for you, Brandon. I just had another deal where the realtor's freaking out and she's freaking out because, you know, everybody wants to try to get these deals closed before uh, the end of the year. They're just like, you know, we got to get this done. We got to get this done. So I get the phone call right after Thanksgiving and they're like, Hey, we got this crazy deal. We got to go through probate. Did the full analysis ended up being two probates. One, somebody posts the C. So we had two and, and they were like, how long? And I was like, two to four weeks. They're like, really? I said, yeah, if you can get me everything I need and here's what I need. Boom, 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 boom. One, two, three, get it done. And so they got me everything. And I was like that day, I'm like this, this, once I had it just the other day, I called her, we're done. So, so the speed the efficiency, the drive, because I know, I know what this niche holds. Like I know the unlimited power of how this can be done and, and the efficiency is how it all happens. And it works for me, right? It may not work for other people, but the way that I'm able to do it and and present it and figure it out just works. That's awesome. I mean, that, yeah, what a what a yeah what a complicated world that if you know how to work through it I can just see why a partnership with someone like you Al would be so valuable because yeah you know exactly like you said even down to the county level of what people need and and how to get it done and putting systems in place to do that efficiently that's really neat so let let me uh, pivot away from uh, from probate and in in that in particular in the topics we were just talking about let's talk a little bit in more general terms you know this this question's so interesting to me of um, you you know for you as uh, as an attorney this question may f- feel a little bit more straightforward in that like well your education looked like actual uh, law education but w- when I ask my different guests what have you done for your real estate education something that has just been the most helpful the most insightful for you as you've kind of gone through your education journey um, whether that be your uh, formal school or um, or anything else your your mentorship with with um, Dennis what what has been one of those most valuable things for you? What has opened your eyes the most or been one of the most, one of the things that provided the most value for you as you've gone through all the education that you've needed to be successful in your role? That thing right up there. Oh yeah. The violin. Violin. Yeah. And I think, I think it's because it forced me to be on stage. It forced me to Mm. be in front of people and it got me out of my comfort zone so that I could take the knowledge that I have and be able to present it to audiences, to at conferences. So the violin, we every year, every year, and you, you would think, oh, law and all that stuff. But really, where it's been for me has been that presenting, that uh, no fear of being in sure. front of people or just doing it, right? So in school, every year, we'd have to have a recital. Um, in May, it was like a requirement with my violin teacher. Every everybody had to go. Like you must be up there, or like you're not part of it anymore. And um, so we'd all have to pick a song and everything. And we'd have to get up on stage, Brandon. Yeah. Spotlights, just like you can't see anybody in the audience. That uh-huh. kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like you know, your parents are there. You know, right. your friends are there. <laughs> you know, they're all hee hee. Yeah. You know, but you can't <laughs> see them at all. Yeah, you just see the lights. You just see the stage. You just see everything else. And I think my experiences from there young has kind of then when I'm doing what I'm doing with law and I'm packaging um, and organizing my thoughts through either PowerPoints or uh, just collecting that knowledge and making it simple, right? There's 
there's that too. I, I like simplicity with things. Law is boring. Law, you know, a case laws, that's boring. But what people like are simple words and terms and easy streamlined things. That really helped make it to that next level. I'm going and I'm going to be touring around in Florida next in, in 2022. I'm going to be doing it big time. And the reason I'm able to do that is because I have that ability. I know I could be there. I know I could pitch it. I know I have the confidence. I know I could just stand there. And it's what's helped. I mean, to be able to do videos and content and marketing, it's been huge. Yeah, that's awesome. I love hearing that you took something that seemingly is so... not incompatible, what's the word I'm looking for, just unrelated uh, to real estate, and you allow it to help you be successful in this new area of life that you're pressing into. That's just really neat. I love hearing that. Um, Well, awesome. Let me ask you one more question here. If you could, I'll go back to um, the beginning of this journey, even just several years ago here, and you're talking to Dennis, and you're figuring out, all right, let me start learning this world. And you could teach kind of that version of yourself, something that would save you then the most trouble over then the, your career until now, what might that be? What might be something that could just really, yeah, make things easier for you, save you some trouble? I would have not stayed in Miami as long as I would have. Okay. But it, it, hard to say only because everything worked out really well. Sure, sure. Um, because it, it really did. But I think having, I've been in Miami for so long and I think the move to Jacksonville and getting out of hometown and home yeah kind of expanded my mind more. Sure. So I don't, I think that if I would have gone back to say, look, you're going to be offered an opportunity, take it. Mm -hmm. Naturally I took it. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, I would have been like, don't, don't mess that up, (laughs) you know, because good things are going to happen. You're going to be on a podcast with Brandon Reed. I mean, (laughs) um, so I I think just going back and saying, look, be on social media more. Don't, you know, don't be afraid to post and everything is going to be, everything's going to work out. It was so, we so, worried about, you know, Mm -hmm. the money making and the, the next step and bringing in business, you know, when people are like, don't worry, that'll naturally happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just think that everything worked out super well. It expanded my mind coming out here. I don't think I would have been doing this had I stayed in Miami. I don't see how, um, but it was the best move professionally and personally I ever made. That's awesome. That's really, really neat. And I love hearing, I love hearing somebody like you with such a positive spirit to say like, man, I mean, even the bad stuff turned out like (laughs) helpful. Um, And so, you know, sometimes it can be hard to answer that question, but um, well, awesome. How can people get in touch if they heard what you said, you know, resonated with them. If they run across a deal, they're like, I'll never do probate. And then they run across something. They're like, man, I guess I got to get in touch with somebody. How can they reach out? Where can they find you? Please reach out. So the the best way you could find me is I have my website, www.alnicoletti.com. I'll make sure you get that, Brandon. Great. But also find me on Facebook, Al Nicoletti. I post content and I have my show and I post all the micro content constantly on Facebook, my business page. I have a YouTube channel under Al Nicoletti where I post the videos, hit the subscribe button. every. I'm, I'm posting weekly and almost daily now. Um, also, I'm on Instagram, so at Attorney Nicoletti. Cool. And you can find my show, The Al Nicoletti Show, which is on Spotify and iTunes. You can find me there. I'm pretty much everywhere. You just go and Google. Honestly, nice. 
Just go and Google, type yeah. Alan Nicoletti. You'll find me there. So that's the <laughs> no. best way you can find me. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll post that stuff in the show notes and the blog post there so people can have links to it. That's awesome. Uh, well, Al, I really appreciate your time. Uh, I appreciate your energy, your your positivity, and just your outlook kind of on this area that it can be feel a little bit untouchable to people and intimidating. Uh, and your very approachable strategy of just how you break that down for people and get them to the next step, just that one next step to get to, get to the deal being done. So that's really neat. So yeah, appreciate you taking the time and, and helping my audience out with that. Brandon, thank you so much for having me on your show. Loved it. Love connecting and uh, hope we can connect soon. We'll see for what's sure. going on with probates. Awesome. Well, thanks, Al. You take care. <laughs> you too. All right. If you guys enjoy the show, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. That actually helps a lot to get the podcast out there as people are looking for helpful real estate investing resources online. You can also like our Facebook page to keep up to date with new episodes as they publish. And don't forget to subscribe through whatever podcast player that you use. If you have questions about a specific topic that we covered, or if you have a suggestion about another area that you'd like to see me dig into, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out. I'd love to get in touch. You can email me at brandon at realestatefortherestofus.com. Thanks so much for joining me today, guys. One show at a time, we'll work to make real estate investing accessible for the rest of us.